0: feel it
1: coming in the air yeah there's greens from everywhere yeah i'm addicted to the food it's a dangerous Sign. love affair can't be scared when it down got a problem tell me Sign. now
2: only thing that's on my mind is who's on this town
1: tonight
3: and hey, welcome for. to the formalize of the sports talk we got a good show for you we are live in Arizona. I think we may be in Phoenix now. We were just in uh, Tempe a couple months ago. But we got a good show for you. I'll tell you what it looks like today. In the studio, we got Alex Clancy. Yo. <laughs> uh, Cindy's in the studio, but she's not gonna be, uh, she's just, she's working on some things. But she looked like she's part of the show too. So, uh, on location, we sent Deborah, <laughs> at, and she put the bill for herself. But we got her on location. <laughs> but we got Deborah Debris. I'm in Mobile, Alabama. Mobile, Alabama. Make sure you stay away from that strange fruit down there. Yes, sir. (laughs) But how's it going, Deb, down there? Because I know it's a senior bowl down in Mobile. uh, And that that football game or that that area is where they have a lot of the first-round draft guys, uh, potential first-round draft guys come to that. Uh, They are hand-selected by most times uh, head coaches and GMs. But down in the atmosphere, um, what have you witnessed so far being down there?
0: just uh it's really it's really interesting a lot of the NFL coaches scouts you've got uh, anybody and everybody showing up here i mean it's the place to be uh the place to be seen and uh the guys yesterday practiced in rainy damp weather today it's sunny and windy so it'll be a good opportunity to see what they can do in all uh all situations
3: yeah and that's 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 down there you know what cuz down south they had a um hurricane didn't he? Or was it was a tornado that's tornado. what i heard
0: yeah i know yesterday uh it was uh, uh i drove through some massive rainstorms that you couldn't even hardly see in front of you
3: drove through you didn't drive down there we didn't we we thought we uh <laughs> we, th- we thought we flew you down there
0: yeah i got a whole story to tell about my trip because i uh missed my connecting flight ended up in golf port had to uh drive from golf port over to mobile and then back to Gulfport to get my language uh, my luggage so and i been nice. a trip in the south
3: Ah, shoot. I hope that uh, <laughs> I hope that experience works out for you. But you know what? Well, just being down there is it, really a, a good atmosphere because you get to see these guys before they start their professional career. Now you can argue sometimes at some universities they are already professionals. Uh, the way they approach the game and play games and get paid on the side. But that atmosphere alone um, down at the uh, Senior Bowl is great because you got the best athletes, uh, allegedly the best athletes in college sports for the past two years.
0: Yeah, it really is. It's a great atmosphere to be in. Like I say, there's a huge amount of talent on the field, and uh, anybody and everybody is here watching. I'm trying to find out, uh, you know, who's going to be their next star.
3: Okay, well, you know what? We'll get to some more of a Senior Bowl uh, down and dirty with Deborah in our third segment. Uh, but we got today Alex Corn- uh, Clancy's corner um, at the second segment. We probably we got uh, Dave, Mas- Dave Macklin, a former NFL player. He has a lot of things going on. He also went to Penn State. Also, the guy went to, uh, we went to high school together, uh, if you will, and we both out here in Arizona, but we got Dave Macklin coming on to the show, uh, being a, a great guest. Start off what we're trying to do big over here on the Live Sports Talk with, uh, Alex Clancy and Deborah Debris. The, the playoffs, the playoffs meaning. The New York Giants, San Francisco Forty Nine, San Francisco Forty Nine is having a great opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. I'd like to get you guys' assessment on what you took away from the game because after the game, myself, I thought, uh, you know, people made so many comparison comparisons to Eli and Peyton, which rightfully so, brothers, same positions, um, big games, but I, I still, in my opinion, I I, wa- I waited and waited and wanting Eli to take command of that game in the final minutes. The, I don't think the Giants are what they are if 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 Eli Manning is not playing the way he is. They de- their defensive front is the strength of that team, but what he does at front of the front quarterback position and make all these plays, um, I, I think he's a, a huge a huge part of that. But I waited for him in that game, the San Francisco 49 San Francisco forty nine game to take control. Three series I waited for him to take control, and they end up putting the ball. I'm like come on Eli I know it's tough and it's on the road weather conditions was the worst it was raining out there but give me you guys assessment on what took place in that game because a lot of things happened both ways where uh, San Fran could have easily just won that game
4: yeah I mean he's he's been he's already won four playoff games on the road tied for most all time this was his fifth so he's definitely done it before not no matter how good a quarterback is at coming back they're not going to do it every time. Michael Jordan didn't hit every uh game-winning shot when it was his when it was his time to shine. Mm-hmm. But they won the game and all I'm going to say is thank God for Victor Cruz cuz without him
3: yeah. Eli Manning they wouldn't be in this position. He looked for Victor Cruz every time right. he dropped back I right. think. So uh I I give you uh, um Manningham. He made Mario Mario Manningham made a huge play. He had one ball for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think just the atmosphere of that team, that offense, really, um, when your turn come around, be able to make a play, and you, and you mentioned that along the lines with Jordan, he didn't make every shot, but which game did he make all the big shots? Was it a big shot in a uh, regular season game where they want, had to needed to win or wanted to win, or was it the playoffs, or was it the World Championship? Right, well, either way, they won the game, Right.
4: and uh, Mario Manningham was their number one receiver last year when Akeem Nix went out, uh-huh. so it wasn't like, it's not like they, they have the this three-headed monster that's going to be really tough for New England secondary to, to keep up with, and Victor Cruz doesn't need to score touchdowns; he just needs to be on the field because he's always the number one. He is the he's the Mike Wallace. He's the he's the deep he's the deep threat that every secondary has to check before they before they go down uh, later on in the progression, and they have Akeem Nix as their number two receiver, which would be a number one receiver anywhere on any other team.
3: And Deborah, I'm going to ask you uh, in a down and dirty segment of uh, some some point in that uh, segment. Is there a Victor Cruz out there that you see at the uh, Senior Bowls? There's a receiver because this guy comes out of nowhere. He 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 came out of nowhere, uh, undrafted, uh, but made plays, and uh, and that's why I'm not a huge fan of the draft. It's good to be able to go to a Senior Bowl and get that type of recognition. Be able to go to the combines and get that type of recognition. Somebody has to be, have to been watching you all year and felt you deserved to be there. Uh, but when you got guys like Victor Cruz who don't, sh- you know, didn't get drafted show up, come out of nowhere, in our opinion, from the outside looking in, he's out of nowhere, but the guy has been making plays. You just don't all of a sudden make plays. He just took advantage of the opportunity, and along, and and something with Alex said, with Eli Manning, there's no quarterback in the history of football has ever done what he did, and that was winning five games on the road to get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the, the reason why they had trouble in the second
4: half was I believe Victor Cruz had about 120 yards receiving in the first half, and they held him to 20-some-odd 20, 20 yards in the second half receiving. So that's when they started having trouble when they shut down Victor Cruz. So I'm sure New England's going to be watching the tape and seeing that, that that's the way to shut them down. You have to cut the head off of the receiving core, yeah. and, and you'll be able to uh, which overcome we'll Which come. will be tough. Will
3: well, be tough. and
0: one of the things, too, when you look at Eli, I mean, in, in any situation when you're under pressure, who are you going to go to? You know, You're going to go to the people that you trust the most. They're going to go to the ones that know, you know they've got your back. So when Eli's looking for Victor more than anything else, that's because he knows he can trust him to get the job done.
3: And and that was more so because he, he targeted that guy 10 times for like 142 yards. But that was more so their running game because their running game was absent in the in the a, NFC Championship that they played with the San Francisco 49ers uh they to beat the to beat the New England Patriots I believe you're going to have to establish the run. I, Bradshaw is the guy, but I also think they need a, a third down back or a guy who can come in and play two or three downs and be that that speed difference, that that difference maker um and, and when you look what's coming out of the draft, you can think about uh LaMichael James out in Oregon. Mm-hmm. He'll be a great fit for the uh, New York Giants. But they got two power running back. Now Bradshaw is p- more powerful than the um the the other running back they have is Brandon uh, Jacobs, Brandon Jacobs. Uh, but you have got to have that guy who can change the game right away.
4: Yeah, I I think that they might be able to scoot away without having that running game against New England because of how atrocious their secondary is. I mean, and, well, even though not to say that they didn't play their best game of the year last year, uh, l- last week against Baltimore because they won that game and not and, and not the offense. But I think that I think that with with that three headed monster, it's going to be tough for New England to, to hang on and, and beat New uh, New York in the uh, Super Bowl.
0: Well, for either one of them, it's going to be, you know, what can you do that's unexpected? You know, because if everybody's watching the films and everybody's practicing for what you see in the film, it's what can you do that's unexpected that'll rattle the other team to the point that you've got the advantage.
3: And I think that's going to be... Uh, tough because the only thing unexpected they can do is a trick play and where, when and where they do it because yeah, exactly. lo- look, yeah. look at the um, coaching staff over there. New G- we talk about Tom Coughlin and the Giants and how much everyone wants his head, but how much they expect so much. But remember, he's playing, he's playing and coaching in an atmosphere where they want that instant sensation right away. That's why a lot of people didn't think Eli Manning would be successful playing in New York because. Because of the fan support, because of the fans and how rowdy they are and what they want now, uh, they always want that name. But Eli came out of that. He never looked shooken in any situation in it that I've seen him play in the football the National Football League. Um, but when you talk about Tom Coughlin and what he does for, does for this team, he always get them ready to play at the end of the season. And look at these guys four years later. They're in the Super Bowl again. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you got Bill Belichick on the other side. Uh, and because you, you talk about Dab you talk about these surprises uh, or what has the unknown. I, I think they're gonna have them ready for everything. I think this is gonna be one of the most disciplined games. So it's gonna come down to a running game. It might not be the high scoring game, but when you talk about Tom Brady and what he does offensively, hopefully Gronkowski is, is healed enough from that injury, the ankle injury. Uh, but when you talk about these guys, uh, coaches coaching. You talk about leave no stone unturned. Let's be a, be prepared for everything and anything.
4: Yeah, and uh, the reason why San Francisco got to where they did was because they put pressure on Drew Brees, they put pressure on Eli Manning, and they almost they almost beat Eli Manning too. So this is going to determine who can put the most pressure on the quarterback to make him make mistakes as opposed to let him sit back in the pocket because if either of these quarterbacks will get time, they'll pick
3: your secondary apart no matter how good it is. And, and the thing was with Eli, he was going against the number one defense in the National Football League. Now, you talk about Pittsburgh still being that aggressive defense, but it's more so run-stopping. Um, Their pass rush, like the Giants, is predicated on what they're allowed to do in the secondary. Talk about the Baltimore Ravens who got who got beat by the Patriots. uh, uh You know, it came down to a kicking game. But you talk about what Eli was able to do, and he was able to win football games against some of the better defenses. And I'm not giving Green Bay secondary any thumbs up by any means, by any stretch of a means. I think what they did defensively was was all allowed because of Aaron Rodgers' offensive success, putting up 30-plus points. So now you can fire and tee off on anybody when you have that type of luxury. But Eli did play against some of the better defenses uh this year and and, and and think about this think about the new york giants eli, Man- eli manning and diff- new york giants they had to play in a somewhat of a playoff game when they had to play dallas they, mm-hmm. they was on, almost not in the playoffs and and i've seen teams that went four and twelve and i'm not saying this guy with these te- this team was four and twelve because during preseason we talked about this maybe one of the super bowl teams mm-hmm
4: yeah, but I mean, I also think that they had somebody on the Giants that were playing for uh, somebody on the 49ers that were playing for them. Unfortunately, with the, with the two fumbles, Kyle yeah. Williams, he pretty much they were pretty much
3: given 10 points. Kyle Williams, a uh, ASU grad, ASU uh, played at ASU, grad. I don't know, but you know what? It's unfortunate, and 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 we talked off the air, Alex. Do do I feel sorry for this guy? Um, not one of them. One of those. Th- things happen in football, but when, you get, when you're when back there, and he was back there because of the injury of uh, Tejan, mm-hmm. but when you're back there and you you fail catch, if you're not going to fail catch, if you're not going to catch the ball, get away from the ball and get everyone else on the ball, away from the ball, so those mistakes don't happen. Right, but do you have anybody else in your return, punts? Like anybody, I think, an, he, was right I think well, he was the right guy. I think he was the right guy. Obviously,
4: not in that game, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was it's, a big
3: game, so it's magnified more than what it yeah. is. Because that happens every week, but him being the backup guy, and obviously they felt the confidence that he can go in there and get it done. And when he touched the ball, look what he did. He, the first time he fumbled, they kicked it off to him. He had about 45 yards on a kickoff return. Put him in position, they go down there and score. He is a game changer because of his speed and quickness, but you gotta make better decisions. And one of the decisions he need to make better of is. If you're not going to catch the ball, get away from the ball and get your teammates away from the football. And, and those mistakes don't happen. Now, having the ball, I return punts, and my only job was not to return them but to catch the ball. And catch the ball make sure we got it, and that's when the team crossed the 50-yard line. Now, we had better punt returners than I was back mm-hmm. there. It was just get the ball. Because some guys on your team more so have sure hands than others. Some guys on your team can be that difference maker and break it down and put us in position to score offensively. Right. No, I agree. But, yeah. He just, you know, it, it, if he had the ball in his hand. He tried to change sides at the wrong time. Guy made a good play putting his hand in there. And, um, you know, and then the ball came out. That happens on football game. This is the NFC Championship. Take care of the football. Let's, let's, they're punting to us now. They're punting the ball to us. Get the football. Let's go.
4: In my opinion, the first one was, in my opinion, the first one was worse than this, Was, uh, was okay and the second one was. not The first one where they had the fluke bounce, hit his knee, grazed his knee and inch the other way, then we would have had a completely different story. The one where he was deoning it, holding it with both hands yeah. instead of tucking it right away, that was his fault.
3: I think um I think he was trying to bring it. I think he was taking from one side of the body to the other side. Um it looked like deon, but I think he was trying to put the <laughs> ball away. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. I'll tell you what we got coming up next. We got uh, Clancy's corner. We got the David Macklin uh, should be should be calling in. And we talk a little bit of Penn State. We talk about what David has going on. We talk about uh no, we just talk about the Super Bowl in general because he did play in Indianapolis and before coming out to the Arizona Cardinals. We got Deborah Debris, we sent her on location. She's down in Mobile, Alabama, down at the Senior Bowl. And we'll be back in another uh, let's say say the near future. Go, 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 go,
2: go, go, go! Voice America Sports. Ready for in-your-face sports? your internet flagship station for
3: sports, Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Corner Live Sports Talk. We are live here in Arizona. We got the Alex in the studio. We got Clancy Corners coming up. Deborah DeBree, we're going to get down and dirty with her in the third segment of the show. Uh, But we also have the Clancy Corner, and we want to talk a bit a little about... uh, Stay tuned, because we got um, Dave Macklin calling in pretty soon, but... Let's hit the classic corner right now.
4: All right. After the death of Joe Paterno this past weekend, many questions have arisen in regards to his legacy. Uh, You know, What's going to come of it? He he was the mayor, more or less, of University Park, Pennsylvania. He ran the town. He held his players to a higher standard on and off the field, and he was known for it and praised for it. He coached with Penn State from 1950 to 2011, 46 of them as a head coach. And uh, fun fact, after winning the championship in 1986 – He became the first college football head coach to be awarded Sportsman of the Year by Sports Illustrated. And and obviously, he's the number one in all-time wins by college football coaches. His accolades, as you can see, go on and on. You know, everybody knows that. And that's that's what he was used to be known for. But in the winter of 2011, everything changed. Joe Paul went from the saint of University Park to the devil of all the tabloids in no time flat. Albeit indirectly, Paterno was looked at as an overseer of the worst scandal to ever hit college sports, if not all sports, ever. Of course, I'm speaking about the Jerry Sandusky uh, sex scandal with the with, with the young boys over the decades and decades. Uh, and when Joe Paul heard about what was happening, it's it's it w- it's been documented that he went to his athletic director, he told him what, what he was told, and then washed his hands in the matter. Now, I, I've had a huge problem with this from day one, you know. When you hold yourself to higher standards, as you had for the 50-plus years you've been at an institution, you're responsible to do more than the minimum. So the question is, how will he be remembered? Will the most recent events supersede the past? It's like asking somebody who's the best NBA player of all time. The common misconception is that the more recent the player has played, the more prevalent he is in history. So, for example, let's talk between Michael Jordan and Bill Russell. Bill Russell dominated the the game in the 60s, 50s, and 60s like nobody did. Michael Jordan dominated in the you know mid 80s to the mid 90s, but because Michael Jordan played so much more recently, people forget how incredibly powerful and dominant Bill Russell was. So this is the same kind of thing. Kwame, what do you think? You think that because this thing happened? With Sandusky, like right before he was asked to be fired, right before he was asked to resign, that it's gonna go down in, in folklore as his legacy. Or do you think the sports sports fans will look at him as still the coach that he was and not what had happened to him later on?
3: I, I think they'll look for down the road. This this will be about Sandusky, not Joe Pa, no, uh, not Joe Paterno. I think him being that huge guy over there. Because when you think about Penn State, I personally think about Joe Paterno. Like dude, I want to go play for this guy. Now he was 85 when he passed away, and there's a lot of questions I. Like to ask David, I wouldn't say a lot. We'll get to what we can in the, in the segment of the show, but there's a few questions because he played for this guy. Uh, but I think he was the the, the situation that happened with the uh, Sandusky. I don't think uh, Joe Paterno was able to mentally make those decisions. I mean, well, if he knew about it, that's one thing, and I don't know if he did or what, to an extent he known about it. And I'm not giving him a pass mm-hmm. for because this happened on his watch. But I, I think as he got later on later on the years, he's 85 years old. Was he mentally able to make those or knew what was going on or, or did they feed him all the information so he can do that? Now, I don't know, but, you know, when you're, when you're touching kids, I got a problem with it because you touch my kids then I'm going to finish you off. Mm-hmm. So and it's just a situation and who you are is touchy and touchy situations like, you know, if you if you some most people like dogs more than like human beings. That's why Michael Vick did two years in prison in federal pr- prison penitentiary because um, you talk about. Humane. When you think about humane, you think about dogs. Uh, most people do, but humane is human. You 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 you're using the words wrong. So you can like what you want to like and put a type of sentence on it. But as uh, far as paternal's thing, I think he's just bigger than the game. He's bigger than he's he can go to any university. But unfortunately, he made Penn State what it is. That's why he has statues. Right, in But front you of don't it. think you don't think that okay. The
4: second mile, the foundation that Jerry Sandusky started in '77. You don't think that. Something happened between then and the 20 years later when it went, when it was brought to Joe Paterno's attention. You don't think that Joe Paterno heard something in between, you know, in between the cracks there too? This wouldn't have come out 20 years
3: after this foundation started, where he was pretty much laundering kids to to molest. But that's not a whole lot of things you can do in a dark that's not going to show up in the light. I'm not saying when he started this in '77, maybe it was uh he hid this well enough. I don't, maybe I don't know. And uh, he was mentally saying that he was mentally yeah. okay
4: then. Uh, yeah, uh, Paterno. And, and
3: Seventies, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I, I don't know what he had, what graphs he had, of what Sandusky was doing. You like to think, if I'm a head coach, I, I want to know what's going on with all my staff. I'm not going, I'm not so much always in their personal life once we get off that football field. Now and there may be some uh, some um, coaches I'm close to we have done that we go out, but not with all coaches. That don't happen because it's a business. Now let me bring um. If you're on my mind, let me bring Dave Macklin to the show. Dave, uh, welcome to the show. I know you was on hold for a bit. I appreciate you waiting. Um, but you went to Penn State. You went to Penn State and you played under Joe Paterno. Yes, I did. I, and, I appreciate you,
1: Kwame, for having me on your show today.
3: Um, uh, no problem, because you know what? I want to, to talk about a lot of things you're doing, man. You're doing big things in the uh, community. Uh, you, you've always been that guy. Um, but let me uh, give us an assessment. About um, playing for Paterno, and I want and we have questions for you. But more so, let's talk about playing for Paterno, and and do you think he knew anything back in the '70s, or was he able to make that judgment call right now?
1: I mean, well, first of all, uh, you know, being being highly recruited, sought after, you know, coming from Newport News, Virginia, uh, you know, Paterno first made his presence to me after I attended a camp in uh you know, in the, my in my sophomore year, they offered me verbally uh for a full scholarship to Penn State. Uh and then I was getting recruited by other schools around the country. They uh came to my hmm.
3: I don't know what happened with uh Dave. Is he still online? mom
1: I'm
3: sorry. I okay. can you hear me? I can hear you. Go ahead. Uh where
1: did where did I get caught off
3: at? Well he came to this he you know, they offer you uh, a yeah. scholarship. Yeah, he
1: came, he came to my my school and you know they saw me play basketball, X Y Z, you know, that was uh you know, recruited after, you know, and um you know, I had went ahead and verbally committed to Penn State. um... you know, I went there to play ball, you know, and I actually, you know, gained a great education in business logistics. Um and, and you know, I had a good, you know, good four years there. You know, we came short of winning the national championship of, of even making it to the national championship, but we had, yeah, we had some good teams. Um during that four years, you know, I was, uh... you know, uh, mentored, you know, by some of the best and, you know, as far as the players, and, you know, Coach Paterno was always, you know, uh, had his, made his presence felt, you know, on the field, off the field, you know, in my life, whether, it's, whether it was on the field things that I needed to get better in or, or whether it were things off the field that we needed to make sure we took uh, control over, which was getting the most we could out of our education. Okay, yeah. Um, as far as San as, far as Sandusky, Sandusky was my my, uh, my defense coordinator, and Tom Bradley was my defense back coach. Uh, during those four years, um, we would see Sandusky, you know, uh, bring kids to the, you know, facility after the game, uh, to sign autographs. Um, I attended a couple of his, uh, his functions that he had, uh, and, and I thought everything that he was doing was great. You know, I thought he was really, uh, making an impact in, you know, some of the young people's lives. Uh, mm-hmm. to me and some of my other colleagues, my players I talked to today, going out to the funeral, you know, a lot of us, n- I didn't, we didn't have any clue. You know, Aquaman is just like you playing for a coach and you pretty much just, you know, getting this news 13, 14 years later.
3: Right. You yeah. know,
1: so, uh, for me, uh, to sit up and, and to say, hey, you know, whatever happened in 77, what did Joe do? What did he didn't do? You know, like Joe said before he passed away, it's hindsight. And for me, is it right? No, it's not right at all for, for anything to take place in any, any young person's life or uh, any adult takes advantage of any kid. But what, what I can say is that, you know there was an impact made there, not on just my life, but a lot of young men that have come out of that college. And you know I don't want to really sound you know like cliches or so political correct, but I can only give you the facts that I know through my life, and that's that these people were stand-up people and were able to help me, you know, uh, become a better person, paternal particularly. And um, the, the the faults that that have happened, and the, the 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 things that have happened with Sandusky and his, in the darkness of his of his life has have, have come out, and he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to deal with those consequences like we all are going to have to do with each and every one of our, you know, um, the transgressions that we that we have. But, um, you know, to answer your question, you know, it was great four years there, and, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely, you know, I feel blessed to be able to play for such a legend as Coach Paterno because on the field, he knew, you know, in his prime, he knew, how to get the ball down the field? He knew what type of defenses he needed. He knew how to get guys to, to to get the ball and turn up field and get the extra yardage they needed. It was smash mouth football. At, at one point in time, it was it was the top of the of the top, you know. And right. uh, that's what
3: I reflect on as far as Coach Butano you know? and everything
1: I'm... else that has happened, you know. Uh, it just gives us all something
3: to talk about. But you'll never trade that that experience going to Penn State in for anything. And I, and I can understand that because I remember me and uh you know Eric Henderson like David went to Mitchville High School. We went to high school together. Um, uh, he said being from Newport News, Virginia, um, coming out of this guy was offered a scholarship verbally as a sophomore. So that's just the uh, the factory and other and other places have this. It's just not us. But other there's like the factory coming from the Tidewater area. There's always somebody coming out getting major scholarships or, or being drafted in that. But Dave, I'm on. You're on with myself, obviously, and uh, Alex Clancy. Alex has a question, but I, I really want to get to uh, before we finish off the Penn State stuff. I, w- I want to get to uh, what you're doing in the community. But I, Alex has a question for you right now.
4: I just real okay. quick, David. Um, do you think that it was uh, unfair for him to to be forced to resign, or do you think it was something the university just needed to do to save face at the time?
1: You know. Um you know, I think everything happens yeah, for a reason. You know, uh, do I feel a little, do I feel a little better about the situation of how everything kind of went, went down and how everything took place? Uh, maybe a little bit, you know, but in the lives of the children and the, the parents or whoever was affected by, you know, like by this darkness, you know, I think, I think things needed to take place. Uh, uh, you know, I, I believe that it's, you know, it's a God thing. I believe that uh, God is in control. I believe that uh, He's the Judge. Uh, judgment has has taken place, is going to be taking place, uh, and and Joe is you. He has made. He's met. He's meeting. He's met. He's met our Maker right now. So, uh, you know that judgment had to be taken. You know, and and what what we all have to understand in this situation, it's not a paternal situation. It's not. A, it's a moral situation. This and it's judgment. We all have to, I had to look at myself, you know, and just say, hey, look, judgment is going to come one way or the other, and I think that those people made a, a hardcore decision that had to be made, and did did I like it? It really doesn't matter if I liked it. You know, at the end of the day, I have to see what the judgment is, cause my ju- because when I'm looking up to the sky, he, he's the judge, and, he, and whatever whatever he said, so it really made me realize that he is in control God is in control of it all because he's ultimately the one who's going to make all of the judgments <laughs> yeah. so I mean I'm not trying to you know are you know, going down to the um but it's, but it's for me to say, hey was it right that I, I maybe I was a little bitter but it really made me come back down to reality and say, hey look, Joe Paterno is not God right Joe I, Paterno is a human being. He's a human being that may have made a mistake, you know, and I, hopefully he, he asks for forgiveness for any of his mistakes that he's made, just like all of as I do.
3: And the only but problem, I, Dave, and the only problem I would have with it, if you knew what was going on, that's just as much as doing it and not doing anything to fix exactly. it. And I'm not saying uh, paternal death, because I, I don't know the fact. That's why I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I appreciate you giving us the insight. Like I said, I, I would
1: I I I say this, Kwame, I would say this. I believe, you know, I think that Joe... I think that Joe was heavy-hearted because he may have known more, and he, like he said, he should have maybe done more.
3: Yeah, and I I said, if this guy's not coaching, um, in my opinion, I said as soon as he's done coaching, he's going to pass away. Mm -hmm. I don't wish death on anybody. Um, Right. But I I said, this is this guy, like, he is Penn State. Uh, Like I said, uh, I visit Penn State. Me and uh, Eric Henderson went down there because Rodney Henderson was playing basketball there, and I'm like, this is a universe. This is is where – you will want to go if you go into a major college. This is one of those top ten major colleges that you will want to go in Penn State, and that's just a credit to Joe Paterno building not just the football program, but you probably got some basketballs going, basketball guys out of high school going there because of Joe Paterno, and they get to walk around the same campus with this guy. Exactly. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna take a break, but we got down and dirty with Deborah. But I want to talk about the glory days. It's time to man up on the four on four football flag football tournament that uh, Dave Macklin's having. Uh, but awesome. I, I want to I want to talk about that. But we got down and dirty coming up next segment. You cool with that, Dave?
1: I'm good with it. Let's rock.
3: All right. uh, With Kwame Sports Talk, we'll be back in about the near future. And uh, I want to say 70 seconds. I want to say 40 seconds. But Monk always get me because he will know. Yeah. We'll be back in the near future. We got down and dirty (laughs) with We're going to talk a little bit more uh, what Dave has going on and maybe finish off with a little bit of Penn State.
2: <laughs>
3: so uh, welcome back to Life Sports Talk. We are live on the air We got, we just got finished up with the uh, Clancy Corner, good stuff about uh, Joe Paterno, his legacy, maybe what Sandusky was doing, uh, it's very controversial, we, I, I don't think we'll ever know the rights and wrongs in that. but I just know, when I see, when I think about Penn State, I think about Joe Paterno, when I think about Joe Paterno, I think about, wow, this guy was awesome, um, now, that's, that's the, uh, the verdict and all that stuff remain the one thing. As David mentioned, you have to answer to a, a different person. You have to have a diff- different God. Um, now we got, uh, Down and Dirty coming up, but, um, we want to talk about, I know Deborah's down in there. Again, we sent her down to Mobile on her own dime, uh, to give us some little insight. Deborah?
0: I am here. And, uh, today, really on Down and Dirty and Deborah, I'm going to do it a little bit different because I'm really just making comments, making more of an observation than anything else being here is that, you know, really being here at the Senior Bowl is more like a job fair, that everybody's looking for the hookup, the hookup of where's my next job. And as I mentioned in my text, Steve and then the athletes happen to be here too. Um, that It's really a matter of, you know, I'm seeing college coaches and trainers that are here that are looking to get in the bigs. You know, they want to get into the NFL. And there's agents here that are looking for players and also looking for scouts to look at their players. There's scouts that I've heard conversations from and actually talked to that are looking at, well, where's my next gig going to be? What team can I work for? And, you know, especially if they're coming up at the end of their contract. And I even talked to a scout that uh, he's just looking to move up within his own team to see if there's an office job for him. And then, of course, all the uh, there's a lot of NFL coaches that are out here as well. So it's just really interesting, the atmosphere that's here, that there's a – it's certainly about the players. I mean, everybody's got their eye and their attention on the players, but they're always, also this kind of under the radar vibe of, look at me, you know, and what can I do for you and what can you do for me, which is, uh, it's just an interesting place to be. The players themselves, they're going through their normal interviews and physicals and, uh, it's one of those, one of those games, uh, along with all the other times that they get looked at that, uh, it's a dream maker or a dream breaker. Uh, because depending these players on whether they can really handle their emotions in the moment, can handle when everybody's standing around taking pictures in their face and looking at them out on the field, can they really stay focused? Uh, sorry, now we got sirens going on here.
3: Well, and, you're down in Mobile and they had a, they had some issues down there with that weather. I know there was a uh, tornado to rip, rip through there, so I can understand that. But you you know that this, the the Senior Bowl is not just for the players. It's really not for the players uh, at all. Well, the guys that's down there really should be down there. You got them down there for a reason because they played at a high level. You already know they can play football. What do you need to see them play against again? I think it more be it may be so you're playing against everybody who coaches and GMs think are the best. You put them on one field and see if they can play against each other. You, you still have the best guys in college football, most of the best guys in college football, but... The Senior Bowls also, I know a lot of coaches go down there looking for jobs. A lot of coaches go down there because, of what you said, Deborah, their contract is up. They go down there and and, and they go and network with other coaches, other staff, other organizations to get a job.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of glad-handing and shaking hands and stuff going on here. And the players, it's interesting to watch them that, uh, you know, when they're on the field, they're comfortable for the most part. I mean, you can see some of them that uh, – You are kind of nervous and not doing quite as well as they would like to. You can see the response that they have to the fact that they weren't able to make the play they wanted to. But when you get them out of their elements, I mean, these are just, they're boys. You know, they're 20-ish year old young boys that are trying to figure out the world yet and... uh, yet everybody's down here trying to say, "Are you the next? Uh, you know, Are you the next one? Are you the one we're going to give a million
3: to, or a few hundred thousand to, or tell you bye-bye, go back and get a job?" Right, and that, it's all and me. I, I, that's they're exploiting those kids in a way. just like they do in college. Huh. It, that's the Senior Bowl is business. The Senior Bowl is big business. You get those people down there. You you can watch on film. You can watch all year. Yeah, they know everything uh, they need to know already. Uh, right? Already, yeah. That's why when I. And I might have said this on the air before, but when and David, you can attest to this. When I uh, left the Arizona Cardinals and I was a free agent, I went to Seattle. I didn't have to work out. They said we just want to. We already know you can play football. We knew that a long time ago. We want to see if you can run our defense, and that's what you look for. Can this guy fit into your defense? So don't go down there recruiting a guy because he's the fastest one and he doesn't fit into your offense or defense. Recruit him specifically for what he does best. How can you implement him in your scheme where he can make plays and play at a high level? That's why I don't believe in the draft. I don't believe in the uh, the combines. I don't believe in the Senior Bowl, especially at this time of the year. Uh, Obviously, draft coming up in April. This time of the year, if I want to see a guy, I'll go to the school and work him out. What they're doing, putting all these guys together, and they're going to show it later on in the year. They're probably going to show this in a month or two before the draft come up, what these guys did at the senior bowl. They're going to show this. All they're going to do is make money off it. I already know this guy at LSU can play football. I already know I'm drafting a defensive end, defensive lineman, because he can get upfield, and I need that on my team.
4: Yeah, but if you bring a couple quarterbacks in to work him out at the same time, don't you see the competition there? Like, Don't you see people that will live up to the competition and others that won't? Nah. I mean, like, people, Cam Newton blew everybody through the, everybody's, uh, out of the water well, because of how he could actually throw the ball and the precision he had in the combine. Without those, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know that he had that just based on him just lobbing the ball to his receivers that are faster than the other ones in Auburn. Well,
3: in pros, in the pros, you got, t- you got 10 to 11 guys that plays at a high level. In college, you got five of those guys who can do this. So Cam Newton can throw the ball in the air. First of all, Defensive coordinators were worried about more so Cam running the football. So when he did throw the ball, he always had an open guy because you wonder if you gotta stop the run if Cam Newton gonna take off. So it don't look like that. And why is such a, why everyone was so, such a surprise about it because they already in their mind think Cam Newton was a running quarterback that he couldn't run. He comes out and make, break passing records on the pro level. <laughs> so when you got something in your mind, and, and you stuck with that, and you stick with that. and you may be able to allude to this. but when you got something in your mind, it's hard for you to get off it until you see it. But don't don't like Alex, I would to say you this person, and that's the only guy you are in my mind, and then you go out and do something. I'm surprised about it. Well, you could always you could have always been that guy. I just thought you were somebody else.
1: well, I could say I could say in my case though, this, and this is David speaking, uh, that when I went to the season ball, which I played in, you know, I was projected to go first mid at, you know, uh, midway through the season, my senior year, then I slipped down a little bit because of, you know, the lack of interceptions I had more of my junior year. But I went to the Senior Bowl, competed, uh, actually had some of the best practices there out of any of the corners. Uh, got a couple of interceptions, was, was, was really having, you know, probably the best, the best, uh, practices out there. Went into the game, got an interception in the game, really impressed a lot of people. But I still went the same round, the same pick Good. that I was projected to go in, that was third. And then, you know, I had guys who went before me in the first round who didn't really make it a year. So I ended up playing nine and a half years in the league.
3: So for me, the Senior Bowl didn't help me at all. Right, and and, and it's down. And Deborah, when you are down there, Deborah, you can watch it as a you can see it as a business. Don't go down there. Uh, I mean, you already down there, but don't be looking for like who. like <laughs> late. Who, I mean, because it's more so a a business than anything. Before the season start, uh, Dave was project, projected projected the third round. He goes in third round. He's balling out. The Senior Bowl is more so of practice. What these guys in a practice game is, you know, it's a it's a strip it's a scripted game. Well,
0: so, and that's exactly it. I mean, by um, Thursday, Friday, uh, most of the people are going to be gone. They're not, you know, the scouts and the coaches yep. and everybody else who's out here watching them. They're watching the practice. They're not even going to stick around and watch the game. They can pick it up on TV if they need to. Right. They're and looking, you know, more at how are they how are these guys responding to what's going on. You know, they're still doing their interviews. It's interesting to hear them talk about. Uh, you know, I was talking to one of the scouts and some of the team guys about how they go through their interviews. You know, they're just looking to see if the guy is honest. And, you know, can he look me in the eye or is he going kind to of fit my, uh, you know, the rest of my team? We talked about culture in the past.
3: Right, and and that, and, and and that's why I'm not a huge fan of that stuff because if you go down there and practice, man, if you want to see me come to my school, I, I didn't get drafted. And David said something that, that really hit home. I, I didn't get drafted, but I played ten years in the National Football League. when I came in here, they cut guys because of me. More so, it was business. You didn't have to pay the guy this much money, and I can play just as well, if not better, than this guy. Um, but when you come in, you get you cut. They cut guys second and third, first rounders, because I came in under Buddy Ryan, because I can play corner, because I can play safety, and and. and
0: and that's the thing. I apologize for interrupting you, but I can't you. No, you don't. You, so I can't see your little <laughs> Never <movement>. apologize. <laughs> no, you
3: don't. <laughs>
0: um, but that's the thing. I mean, you get these guys. I mean, I've got a couple of my guys that were free agents going in. I mean, you get them in the ninety that you can actually see them in your culture, with your team, how they play, you know, what their intensity level is, how quick can they learn to play both, and those type of things. Then it really matters.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't know. You just, uh, make sure you come back with a good story, Deborah, because this, uh, you know, the senior bowl will be interesting. There's a lot of guys down there, so make sure you make, oh, yeah. some, make, sure you make some good contacts so we can probably get him on the show, uh, talk Working about them. Because, you know, mentally, all of us are physical enough to play football. You, you, you are that guy already. There's a reason why you're down there. Um, you know, some guys play in schemes where you, you may have a, a guy that plays well in scheme, but when it's time to, use that ability to uh, transfer from one, one team to another, one situation, one level to another, you have to be up, you have to be down there. So uh, make sure you get those guys. Like I said, we physically enough to play, but a lot of us not mentally enough to play because their situation, they play corner. So he was on the island all the time. He had to go against monsters. He had to go against monsters and, and be able to, um, to hold his own. So that's a mental game right there in, in itself, how I'm going to play this guy or what I'm going to show him first. When you out yeah. there, especially defensively, and, and I'm not saying offensive guys don't do it. It's more so quarterback receivers, how I'm going how to approach this guy. So mentally, you want to get those guys before they even get to that level where they even have to think about it. They just they just react, and then you can get them back mentally to a point they need to be in a an emotional football game. So I, I, I would approach a lot of guys down there, uh in that way, in that manner,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, they got to get them to the point where everything is instinctual that they they learn what they need to learn and they turn the brain on when they need to, but then you get to a point that it's got to be emotional and sensual, and the emotions have got to be ones of you know passion and enthusiasm and not uh fear, frustration, anxiety, or you know anger
3: right uh well, that's good stuff, um, come back with a uh a good report. I do want to hear about your trip, but we'll talk. We'll talk about that next week. Absolutely. Uh, it sounded like it was crucial. Then you got the fire department going on there. I know it was a lot of <laughs> bad weather down there. It must be, be hot down there. They got the fire department down there. That's it. All right. Well, look, we gonna we got a break coming up in probably another minute. But here's here's the deal. When we come back from break, I want to talk about Dave Max Foundation. I want to talk about the. Uh, the uh, flag football game he has is a flag football tournament. It's a uh, glory days, uh, present, glory days man up. Uh, it's a four on four flag football tournament, right, Dave? Exactly. January 28th, 29th, this year, 2012, at 8 a.m. That's Paseo Highland Park, 3435 West Pinnacle Peak Road, Phoenix, Arizona, um, 85027. I, 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 w- I, definitely want to leave that last segment for, uh, Dave Macklin and what he's doing out there because you know you get a lot of um you get a lot of um negative stuff of what we're doing out there in public athletes but you don't hear so much about those guys out there getting it done um and we're tied into football we might throw one more Penn State question at you because Alex looks like he wants to say something (laughs) but we might throw one more football question at you but I do want to talk I do want to talk about the uh I know you got a, a brown carpet. I want to talk, you want to shout out to your sponsorships, uh, the tournament itself. I know you mentioned so you you have a uh, you may put a kids tournament together um, coming up soon. I know you're gonna be in Richmond. Uh, it benefits the Phoenix Children's Hospital and Tumbleweed, so that's definitely a good cause and what they do over there. Uh, but we're gonna take a quick break. This is Cromwell Sports Talk. We're gonna come back with Dave Macklin and the, and the Glory Days man up four on four flag football tournament.
2: Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel.
5: Sports and medicine go hand-in-hand
2: internet flagship
0: station for sports voice america sports
3: welcome back to the formula sports talk alex uh, i wasn't gonna talk sexy I, anytime i speak is it's, uh, somewhat sexy so i wasn't gonna get in my uh, buried white voice but let me let's let me get it my voice is deeper than yours deeper <laughs> deeper don't mean better unless you're talking about a whole lot of other stuff now let me get into this. That's right another here. conversation uh-huh. altogether card. That's a
0: whole different radio show. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the Glory Days four on four flag football uh, football league is designed to give players the ultimate flag football experience by allowing athletes the opportunity to compete on the highest level. It's a run gun, which is always fun in the sun. Or whatever your game is, plan to be plan for display your talents, entry competitive or pro level. No talent is turned down, Alex. We pride ourselves on bringing a unique style to flag football. As you let your skills do the talking and the trash do the walking. So that's that's what the flag football is. So Alex, you better put a team together and get in there. <laughs> uh, it's four and four. Now it's the glory days. Man up, four and four football. Uh, presented by uh, Dave Macklin, who uh, nine and a half years in the National Football League, Mitchellville High School, free agency. If you don't have a team. Uh, <laughs> you <can laughs> if you don't have a team, but Dave, uh, th- um, allude on a little bit more about what's going on and what you have uh, coming up, January twenty eighth and twenty ninth, with the flag football at uh, Purcell Highland Park. Also, what you have going on in the future, and let us be a, let us know how we can help.
1: Okay, okay. Well, I appreciate you guys. You know, definitely invite me on a, you know, on the show. I know it's been a lot of different circumstances this week. I definitely appreciate that uh that R. Kelly remixed uh background music, uh, <laughs> <y'all can play.
3: laughs> Well we well we were talking about St. dusket, so we wanna put some R. Kelly Get in out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> we wanna put know, some R. Kelly in the situation. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I, I felt like I was about to be uh, in a video for a hot second. okay. But but, but but now nah, um we, we're doing some great things. Um uh, I've I've been able to kick off Glory Days four and four with the help of my my partner, um uh, Marcus Jones, he's, he's our vice president. He's been working very diligently and hard, you know, in the community. He's been a part of the flag football community here in Phoenix. And, uh, we just wanted to, we wanted to bring a, a new style, you know, to the community. We want to be able to offer prizes. We want to offer entertainment. We have, uh, some little trinkets, some little, you know, ins and outs that we're going to add to flag football to make it more of a, you know, Super Bowl type feel. If you go to our site at glorydays44.com, uh, you'll see that we talk about, you know, the Super Bowl. We talk about half the people or more than half or 80% of the people who show up to the Super Bowl have no clue how to play football or even understand the rules. But we want to kind of make, you know, make this as, as fun as this, but we do want to have, you know, uh, some seriousness to it as well. We want the entry level to have, you know, uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. We want to, uh, you know, invite you know, all players to come in the entry level who just want to come out and have fun. The competitive level is a little bit more. Uh, you know, guys who may just getting out of college or you know, high school guys really, you know, uh, really just trying to keep in shape. Uh, the pro level, we want to, you know, we want to invite guys who really do this on a regular day day basis or who are part of a league in their particular city, but they can come up and compete. You know, for you know, for the prize. You know, in the tournament. And this all, you know, like like Kwame was saying, goes towards you know the tumbleweed program. We've uh, met with them, they've done some uh, dynamic things continuously in the community with some of these teenagers that are, you know, out here on the streets or don't have, you know, the proper uh, home care and, you know, don't have parents, you know, uh, just come from all disadvantaged backgrounds. And then uh, the Children's Hospital where, you know, they're pinpointing the department that we're going to be able to get to through this tournament and through uh, our sponsors as well, which we are continuously soliciting to come on board with what our vision is. Uh, so we'll be able to help them in many ways as they are now trying to implement uh, PlayStations, um, also trying to m- implement Xboxes into some of the, 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 the rooms that kids have more severity illnesses. Some of them uh, are pretty uh, non-treatable. Some of them are terminally ill. So we just want to be able to add a smile to a kid's face, and that's pretty much of my goal for 27 Reasons, which is my foundation. We want to, you know, really enhance, you know, young people. We want to give them the tools and knowledge that they need to be successful. Uh, we want to help. We want to change minds, and we want to redirect lives. That's our mission for, you know, 2012. So we're happy that you guys are on board. Anything that you guys want to do in involvement with 27 Reasons and Glory Day School for, we definitely welcome you. And uh, Kwame was, uh, has been uh, graceful enough, his uh, public relations, a uh, person, Cindy Leskia, she has helped us tremendously, you know, getting the word out to some of the local media uh sponsors. So we're, we're just excited about it. We're going to continue to bring this energy to this area, which will be our host area. But March the 3rd, the 4th, we are in Richmond, Virginia. And then in April, we're going to Atlanta. So we're also going to add a little flavor. We're going to have our glory girls there to take pictures with some of the participants oh, I here in Phoenix. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So we we will encourage you to come out. And uh, enjoy some, some flag football with us. And uh, anything that you or your company may want to add to our to our event, we're definitely not going to turn down. But we are we are definitely excited about bringing it here to Phoenix.
3: Well, you know, Dave, first thing I want to say to you is thank you because it's not so much, uh, you know, sometimes guys lose sight. And I'm talking about guys that play and who have the opportunity to reach out and help others. They lose sight of what they um while wow, they've been blessed so much to play in the National Football League, you don't take it, don't take it for granted because your career would end uh, abruptly. But with the opportunity and, and the means to go out there and help others, so I, I personally say thank you for that. I, I know what kind of guy you are, but I just want to let you know that anyway because you know the stuff you're doing. You say your foundation is 27 um, 27 ways, 27 reasons.
1: Correct, 27 reasons.
3: And, and don't and also glory days and4.com Check that out. Definitely go out there and sponsor. We're going to be down there. You got to there. There's individual cash prizes, uh, MVP, um, Top Gun, competitive, uh, recreational. Like he said, there's no, there's no. And I say this to Alex. Any talent level is welcome because you, because <laughs> I'll beat you to forty right now. Let's go. You know because you, you come out there and you're gonna have a good time. And what you're gonna do is learn because I got a problem watching football today. These guys like to make a lot of hits and not tackles. But in the flag football, you're gonna learn a lot of schemes. You're gonna learn and it's four on four. You're gonna learn from some of the guys. But uh, you got an MVP level, most touchdowns thrown, most touchdowns scored, sacks. They are. There are prizes gonna be given out out there, and while you having fun, so that's good stuff. And plus the benefits of uh, Phoenix Children's Hospital, Tumbleweed. Um, there's a lot of good things David's doing.
1: And Kwali, can I ask you a quick question, real quick? I know Alex maybe had had a question. For,
3: yeah, he ain't got no uh, question
1: for, for for about Penn State. But uh, if we could before we get off the air, could we just uh, at some point in time just give a moment of silence for uh, for my ex coach uh, Joe Paterno as well?
3: Well, let's do that right now. How much time you want?
1: Uh, is just up to you guys. Let's I mean, go five, ahead. Ten seconds,
3: whatever. Let's give him all the sound to Joe. Because he was, I, I when I think of Penn State, I think of Joe Paterno, whether that's basketball or whatever Penn State does over there. Um, so let's do that. I, I'm, I'm down with you with that. Give him more the sound for Joe Paterno. All right. For more information, please contact um, 602-793-8386 to register online. Please visit glorydays four and four com and what Dave is doing. We got two minutes to break. Alex, you got anything? But we got. I, I mean, what am I expecting? Uh, what am I expecting when I come out here? Because I'm I'm coming to. I know I'm coming to something you putting on. Um, uh, but it, and it's going to be good. But. For, for those listening and and how we can get it across, if you got pamphlets, this is going to be played all week, Dave, so this will be heard not just today on the show, this will be heard throughout the uh, week of the show, different shows uh commercials on uh voice of america sport um, but if you got um, tangibles that I can put in my hand and hand out to people wherever i 'm going, um maybe I get some from cindy she ha- she pro- she may have some. Uh, but let me get some of those so I can hand, because I want to help it any way I can. And I'm sure Deborah's going to be out there, because she lives out that way. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'll be there. And also, um, uh, get people to hit them up on Facebook, too, because I went out and saw your page on Facebook and uh, liked it. So
4: me, people. too. Call me. You're behind. What? i
3: got it. Facebook? Oh, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank I you. I ain't got to look <laughs> at Facebook. I'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This, this is a good show, man. I appreciate you. Dave, anything uh, you have to say before we get out? we got about 30 seconds.
1: Oh, no, I just want to, you know, say thank you to Kwame Rasseter and his, and his radio host and his show and Deborah and, you know, Alex and uh, Cindy, I thank you guys and what you're doing in the community. I encourage you to continue to. Push along and keep
3: living, allowing uh, sports to be lived through your eyes and your voices. So I appreciate it. All right, thanks a lot, man. We got uh, mm-hmm. check out uh, Clancy's Corner at Twitter dot com, uh, Deborah Debris at YourClearEdge dot com. Definitely, I definitely want to hook you two up together, Deborah and um, uh, David, because yeah, uh, because uh, it's a lot of stuff, David. You wanna you wanna have somebody who can mentor to those kids, because and just what you're doing, you're gonna be involved with a lot of charity work and you know. Maybe something could be worked out. But we'll talk about that at another time. Hey, this is Kwame Spoke. We had a good time. Uh, rest in peace, Joe Paterno. Penn State, y'all got to get it together over there. Figure <laughs> got a new, year. got yeah, a new got year. Got a new I'm year. A new guy, guys, be cool. Get it